0: That's just my mailing address. <laughs> I, I don't know if I'm actually from Independence. <laughs> Maybe just this morning. <laughs> Glad to be here with everyone this morning. Amen. As you said, pray for me. It's already been mentioned I am not Pastor Morford. And I'll just let you know. And I'm not trying to be. I'm just me. Amen. Appreciate Appreciate uh, Pastor Morford, though. Amen. I've enjoyed... Uh, hearing him when I've been here, and I've uh, been honored to uh, fill in his footsteps, so to speak. So this morning, uh, pray for me and pray for each one of us here together. Going to be looking over at the Book of John, John 10. We'll start with the 40th verse there, John 10:40. minutes or a little bit of time there to everybody can get on the same page if you would have been in my uh, fifth and sixth grade class somebody would have already had the uh, page and stood up and started saying the verses they like their sword drills and I heard in Miss Montgomery's class that if you get three in a, or if you get three if you win three sword drills that you have to turn your Bible upside down and find it that way I think that's great I think that's creative we should try that someday in church and see how that how that works out for us. John 10 verse 40, and went away again beyond Jordan into the place where John at first baptized, and there he abode, and many resorted unto him and said, John did no miracle, but all things that John spake of this man were true, and many believed on him there. Let's bow our heads forward to prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we do thank you, Lord for your goodness for your mercies. we Thank you, Lord, for the blessings, the opportunity to be here this morning. We pray, Lord, that you would help us, Lord, as we're all gathered here, that we take this little bit of time and just put all other things aside, that your voice would speak to us, that our hearts and our ears would be open unto you, that the words from my mouth would be yours, that you would help us. We pray in thy name. Amen. Talking about Jesus here. The again, the Jews, where uh, Jesus had pretty much affirmed who he was and his, his purpose, and they sought to stone him. And they said, It wasn't what you uh, were preaching or, or proclaiming, but it was because of who you said you are. That's why we want to stone you for your blasphemy. It says, that He went away, and he went away to that place where John first baptized. This morning I want to talk a little bit about our privilege. Do you know that we're privileged? We are a privileged people. You know why? Because we have that opportunity that John had. John the Baptist was the forerunner of Christ. Before Christ had came, John the Baptist was there and he went out preaching and baptizing, telling people about Christ, who they didn't know yet. He wasn't on the scene, but John was the introduction to Christ. We're living in a world today that they don't understand Christ. They don't know who he is. The Bible there talks about when Joseph and, there were, and the children of Israel were in Egypt, and they said, and there was a people that knew not Joseph. We're in a land that knows not Christ. It wasn't all that long ago, I was actually, uh, a young man approached me. He was probably in his early 20s and he said, who is this Jesus Christ person? Well, I said, do you believe in God? He said, I believe in many gods. Well, it gives us a challenge here, doesn't it? As the, uh, I believe it's the, one of the branches of the military says that we have an opportunity to excel. That usually is uh, given to an impossible situation. But we have a situation that's not impossible this morning. We have an opportunity. We are the forerunners of Christ's second coming. Before Christ comes again, we have the opportunity, just as John did, to preach the word, to tell people about him and who he is. Three things that we need to be working on i guess you might say for that to be a good forerunner we need to know god know ourselves in prayer knowing god you know and i hesitate to say this too much i say it in in just kind of but you can tell i've always i've always been told this so I've always been told, and I thought it was just because they wanted me to get up and testify, but they would always say you can tell the temperature of the church by how many people want to testify. And I'm not throwing stones, but that's what they say. And you all have heard it, but it does open up a question. There's been times where I have been told um, that I make people think. When I've uh, got up and spoke or something, they say, well, you made me think. And I think I've accomplished something, if I can get you to think. So if there's nothing else you do this morning, just think a little bit along these lines. Knowing God, not just of Him. I've already mentioned that we live in a world, in a situation where most people don't know God as He really is. But our job is the forerunner, our job is the, the giving that opportunity that Christ lives inside us, that we need to know God. We need to know Him, not just of Him. How do we do that? Spend time with him. That's the obvious one. And you know, in a lot of these that I'll be talking about this morning, most of you have heard. We've heard them over and over again. But there's something I've learned as I've gotten older. My father was right when he said, you know, the older I get, the less I know. There are times I feel like that, especially when I'm reading the Bible or trying to be uh, what I feel God would have me to be in the, the places that he's put me in. Lord, I don't know these things. I know so little, but through that all, what he's asked us is to know me more, to know him more. We know him, and he'll lead us along the paths that we need. Companies have a mission statement. I used to work for a company that uh, when they uh, put the mission statement in <clears throat> into place, it was kind of taken with a, a lot of laughter and half-hearted joking, because our mission statement didn't seem to match anything that our company was for, our management anyway, and that's how it is a lot of times. You see, if we don't really know God, we don't know the mission statement that He has in place for us. We don't know His direction. We don't know what His purposes are. We can say that, well, I'm saved, and we can say I'm sanctified, and and I go to church, and that's good enough, right? Right? Well, you're just getting started, you know, and it takes us a long time sometimes to figure that out. One of the things I had a conversation with uh, Pastor Morford a while back, and uh, we got to talking about discipleship, and I said, that uh, seems like somewhere where we've fallen short. and he agreed, discipling one another. Do you know those of us who are and I'll just tell you i'm 40 i've my I tell you, my class wants to ask me that about every week. How old are you? I don't know if I get older every week or or what it is, but uh, so I tell them, you know, I'm 40. And one of the things I've realized is since I am 40, I should be discipling others. You know, I really should. But yet, how many of us are discipling as we ought to? Or how many of us actually are the ones that need discipled? I'll raise my hand up. I'm not ashamed. I'm not bashful about it. I need to know more. I do. And the only way I can be uh, pleasing and helpful to Christ is to know more of Him. That's what I desire today. Knowing God. More about Him. One of the interesting things that uh, I heard a couple weeks ago as Brother... um, Avery was in revival there, in independence. Uh, He was asked to come and speak to the Sunday school class. And so we uh, had a little discussion there about spiritual maturity. And that was a topic I, I was just eating up, because that's something I want more of. I understand the need. And it's not like I think I'm just immature. But I've seen those saints that can stand in the presence of God. And not just on occasion, but it seems like they just live there. That's the maturity I'm looking for. That's the desire in my heart that I know where the presence of God is and I'm welcome there. And I frequent that place often. Not just on occasion. I'll just talk about me this morning. It's okay. Don't worry about it. I'll talk about me and what I need. But think about it. Are you basking in the presence of God as often as you would like to? Or is it just something that happens on occasion and you're lucky when it does? I'm not here to cast stones, but I'm here to to make it known the privilege that we have. You see, it's not something that we should be ashamed of. It's something that we should be looking for and saying, God, I need more and I want more. And I want to take part of that privilege that you have offered to me. Knowing ourselves, and I'm not going to dwell long on these uh, topics, but knowing ourselves, knowing that we're fallen, we have problems. It doesn't take us very long to spend time with ourselves to realize that. I can look at myself in the mirror every morning and see some of the problems that I have. And quite frankly, <laughs> quite frankly, Some of my children like to point out some of my problems, too. (laughs) But knowing who we are, you know that's important in a Christian walk, is knowing where you're at. I was talking to a man the other day. I grew up with him. He's not saved. And we had this conversation. He said, Wes, I know where I'm at. He said, I know where I'm at. He said, but I'd rather be where I'm at and know it than be like somebody else who's claiming something and who doesn't know they don't have it. That's a bold statement. Knowing ourselves, knowing yourself, knowing myself, being completely and wholly honest and saying, God, help me to live completely as I ought to for you. Over in 2 Corinthians, I believe it's 5, it says, we are to be, if we are in Christ, we are new creatures. You know, if we're new creatures, that means we don't hang on to the old things. And a lot of times when we read that verse or or hear that verse mentioned, we think of, oh, we don't do the the awful sins anymore. We don't go to those places anymore. We don't do those things that people can see. But how about our trust? Our trust. How about our faith? When we get into a situation, who do we run to? Do we run to self? It was, I um, know the name of the man uh, slips my mind, but he was a prominent pastor over there in England, and he said, what we as people of the church need to do is start talking to ourselves Instead of listening to ourselves. You know what that means? That means that we should stop letting ourselves talk us out of our relationship with Christ, of his importance in our life. Too often we get in a situation where we, we start to look at the surroundings and we hear that little voice nagging us in the back of our minds and saying, well, you can't do that. You're no good. You've lost out. What did Christ do when he got to those times that he needed a refreshing? Did he sit there and do we hear in the Bible where it talks, he he listened to that voice? No, he went and prayed. He went to the Father and he went and he prayed and he gathered some of his close friends and they went and they prayed and he sought the will of the Father. Stop listening to yourself. Start talking to yourself. When God gives you a promise, You tell yourself what that promise was, and you remind it. You remind yourself. You push that little nagging voice back. Get rid of it. God's truth is God's truth. It always will be. But if we're not careful, we'll talk ourselves out of the truth. (laughs) There's an old story, I guess. It's an old uh, legend that says that uh, an angel went to Satan, and he was going to strip him away of all his powers, all his temptations. And Satan looked at the angel and he said, "Well, just leave me one. It's it's the least important one. And he said, okay, what is that? And Satan said, depression. The angel said, okay. And as the legend has it, the angel left and and Satan, he looked and he said, now I have everyone. The little moral there is that we can all fall into our own depression if we let ourselves be talked into it. It's just our nature, it's who we are. But if we're new creatures in Christ, then we need to let Christ do the talking, let Christ do the leading and him do the explaining. You know, it's called growing up, it's called maturity. How many times have I, just in the last, oh, nine weeks or so, had to talk to a student about not doing something? Why did you do it? Well, I don't know, I just felt like it, yeah. You did, but you knew better. How many times have we looked in the mirror? Why did I do that? I knew better, I felt like it. Knowing ourselves, we're weak. And about the time that we start thinking that we can take on the world and Satan and all these things is when he's about to trip us up. Knowing who we are and we cannot live without Christ. The other thing about knowing ourselves and being a new creature is that as we are progressing in our Christian walk, our spiritual walk with Christ, we should be taking off layers like an onion. If you are still in your same shape and form right now that you were when you were saved, you're not progressing. You're not moving along as you ought to. What do I mean by that? It wasn't very long after I got saved that God started dealing with me on some things. And I'm not talking about just, like I said, those bad things. But have you ever talked to someone and the Lord said you were too sharp? Take off that layer and don't do it again. You're a new creature. Watch your tongue. Have you ever jumped to a conclusion? Or have you ever done things that just got you in trouble? God put a check on. Stop doing that. That's God shaping you. It's God shaping us. And if we're in that same shape as we were so long ago, we haven't been heeding those checks. We haven't been listening to God as he's trying to shape us and mold us into his image. Do you know we're not supposed to have, and I, I totally skipped that point, didn't I? Talking about that with Brother Avery, and he was in Sunday school. And he's, one of the things he said was that we are not to live And have Christ's personality, but we are to live and have Christ's character. We have our own individual personalities, and that is not what was meant, but we are supposed to take the character of Christ, not the personality. God made us who we are for a purpose and a reason, but the character is what he needs to shape and work on us with. Prayer. One of the things about prayer, and it's been preached over and over and over, and there's books and books on prayer. And if you're not careful, you can sit there and read E.M. Bounds and wonder if you'll ever be able to pray like that. I don't know. But I'll tell you, you can get hung up on it. But I'm not here to talk about, oh, your prayer life and how often you should pray and how long you should pray but the relationship in which you pray. There was a man by the name of Praying Hyde, pastor there in India, and he he was known for getting prayers through to heaven. There was a pastor there in uh, some uh, towns away and was causing problems and having a lot of problems. And as Praying Hyde got down to pray, one night he said, Lord, Please help that pastor and his, and he stopped because he said, I was gonna say cold heart and he felt a check. And he said, Lord, please help that pastor. And they said God spoke to him and he started he told him, think about the good that he's done. And he started, to, he started to think and he started to pray. And he said, Lord, thank you for helping him to be a good father. Thank you for helping him, Lord, in all the work that he's done for you. Thank you, Lord, for helping uh, him in your work where he's at. And not long he began to just pray and praise the Lord for the things that this man had done. Even though the current situation wasn't good, there was past things that were done. For the Lord's kingdom that helped, and he began to praise for those things. And it says it wasn't very long. until the presence of God just full, filled the room. They said a couple days later he heard he saw this man and he talked to him and he he said you know the other the strangest thing happened to me the other day. He said I was it was in the evening and I was praying. It was just like I had a full refreshing that I haven't had for a long time. You know our prayer goes farther than just us and God. When we're praying, the seriousness and the earnestness of it, how much do we put into our prayers? How far do we pray and who do we pray for and to? We you know a lot of missionaries have been able to keep going because of the prayers of home A lot of pastors have been able to keep preaching because of the prayers of the congregation. A lot of congregations have been able to stay coming to church and staying afloat because of pastors. Our prayers affect, truly affect one another. And even in this prayer, this man who was known to be a praying man God dealt with him right there in prayer. He says, that's not the image of myself that I want in your life. He says, you need to do different. And he responded like that. And because of that, this pastor was able to get the refreshing he needed and go on in his work. God has given us a wonderful opportunity. We are the forerunners. There are a lot of people who don't know Christ as he is, needs to be known, as he truly is. And that gives us the opportunity to show, to tell, to preach, to live like Christ. Now I don't know how far this message has got. But I'll tell you what. If you start to know God as he wants you to know him, if you take the time to know yourself as God knows you, and we take the time to pray and listen in prayer, things will change. Things will change. One of the things I found that if God will always have something for you to do, if you're willing to do it, and if you're willing to change and you're willing to start being uh, more uh, like Christ, then he's willing to abide you. He's willing to help you every step of the way. He's never failed me yet. He'll never fail you either. Well, praise the Lord for the opportunity that we have. Don't miss it. Don't miss it. God's given you, God's given me, an opportunity to serve Him. Amen. Why don't we stand this morning? Amen. All right. Appreciate your good attention, each one here. Amen. We bow our heads for a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father. Lord, we do praise Thee today, we thank You for all that You've done. Lord, we're asking that You would help us as we would go out, Lord, to be more like You. And Lord, we know it's a word that's passed around to be Christ-like, but God, that You would help us to take it seriously, and that You would stir our hearts and our minds, Lord, and help us truly to know You. Lord, that our prayer life would be more than what it is today. And Lord, that we would know ourselves as you know us. Lord, that we might see those things. Lord, that aren't pleasing. Or that God just need to be adjusted. And Lord, that we would be honest and open before thee. that Lord, truly, that's where our joy lies. In an open relationship with you. Knowing thee in completeness and fullness. We pray, Lord, that you would help us this morning. Amen.